If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. I'm glad you're here. Happy to have you. We're going to do something a little different this week than we normally do. I'm going to be doing this show as a solo from now on. I've done a lot of shows solo before, so it's no big deal to me. It's not a knock against anybody that's been joining in, but I've made some decisions that since I put in all the work, I should be the one behind the mic. My voice is the one that counts the most. Anyway, so and like I said, that's not a knock towards anybody. Please check me out, Strange Talk with Doc. Just Google the name. You will find the information. I will be taking callers. If you call in and you want to discuss something, I would really appreciate if you were to go to my Facebook site, leave a topic, a time that you will be calling in, what you would like to discuss, promote. It does not make a difference. I would love to hear from you. But from now on, I would like to hear in advance that somebody's going to call in. I would highly appreciate that. Today, we have UFC 244 from MSG, the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden in New York City. Been there at least 100 times for all kinds of events. I wish I could be there today to see Jorge Moscobal fight Nate Diaz. And in this fight, I like Moscow. I like him because he's been busier. He's been fighting a lot more. Diaz has had like one fight in three years. He's a hell of a fighter. I respect both of them. But I have to go with Jorge because he's been busy and he's been a beast. I have nothing but respect for his fight game. The way he gets in that ring is no nonsense. I expect these two guys to burn down the house. Kevin Gaslam is fighting Daryl Till. Till's a big loudmouth. But he's got some skills. Gaslam's a great wrestler. I really don't know about this one. I want to see if Kelvin doesn't gas out. If he doesn't gas out and try to like take Darren out real quick, I think that he has the uh, skill set, especially on the ground, to beat Darren. Corey Anderson is fighting on the card. Stefan Wonderboy Thompson is on the card. Derek Lucas is, Lewis is on the card. Andre Alvalowski is on the card. Kevin Lee's on the card. So they showed out and showed up for MSG. This is today. This is a pay-per-view bout. I believe the prelims will be on ESPN. So that's a freebie, the prelims. But the actual main card with most of the names that I just mentioned will be a pay-per-view event. I guess if you have Fight Pass on the UFC Network, 
you could probably get it there for you know free because you pay a monthly bill and that's just the way that goes we're going to deal with a lot of subjects today it's not just going to be sports i'm going to talk sports entertainment politics news trump's impeachment general conversations but one thing i promise you i will not talk any gossip this is not a place that you're going to hear me talk about who's dating who or who's using what kind of drug and rehab, this, that, and the other. That has no business to me. I stay away from that type of subject matter. It is not for me. It's never been for me, and nor will it be for me today. I'm also not here to try to open your third eye. I'm just giving you my opinion on some things that are happening in the world today that I find interesting and I would like to add my voice to. If you would like to add your voice, I already explained. Just look me up on your favorite search engine, Strain Talk with Doc. There's definitely ways to get in contact with me. Let me know that you want to come on, and let's chop it up together, okay? So we got a big week at the NBA. Let's start off with this. Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns both been suspended for two games over that mishmash fight that they had, that wrestling, tuffling, scuffling match. Uh, it, the thing that I will say about it that I appreciate it, I would like to see more NBA pay, players actually come out of the kumbaya, peace, love, and understanding mode and show that this is a competitive sport. Now, I was not a good basketball player. I was a decent enough basketball player to play some five-on-fives in the park. Nobody was rushing. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. Nobody was rushing to pick me for their five. But I was good enough ball player that I could actually get on the court, do some things. I mean, I wasn't spastic or anything. I'm a football player. But I like when guys get on the court. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Guys get on the court to humiliate, downgrade, and beat up the dude that's in front of them. And it seems like the NBA the last 10, 15 years, everybody's been sucking up to. First it was Jordan. Now it's been LeBron, so it's been a friendship-type game. I want to see guys actually try to break each other's ankles from now on. And it's nice to see Embiid and Cat at least jump this off, where there is maybe a little animosity, and guys will go hard at each other. I think that the fans deserve that. For the price that you pay to put your ass in those seats in those arenas, parking, popcorn, babysitters, etc. you deserve to see guys go at it as hard as humanly possible on a nightly basis and not just some playoff game in June, May, April, and June, but also regular season games. It's not like those prices come down exponentially because of uh, regular season games. So today we got the 76ers. 76ers are playing the trail, Portland Trailblazers. I'm going to have to go with Portland Trailblazers because no MB. We already explained that. Now, tomorrow, Sunday, we got the Lakers versus the Spurs. I'm a Spurs fan. I'm hoping that the Spurs find a way to give LeBron and AD a loss. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge needs to show up. If he shows up and Rosen plays well and Patty Mills can shoot the three like I know he can, like he did last night, then I'm thinking the Spurs can take this game at home. You got the Jazz versus the Clippers. Now, if Kawhi Leonard plays, I'm not picking against the Clippers versus anybody, especially at home. So I'm taking the Clippers. Monday, we got Portland versus the Warriors. 
The Warriors do not have Steph Curry. As we all know, they say he'll be out about three months with that broken hand. So I'm picking Portland to win that game. Wednesday, you got the Warriors versus the Rockets. The Rockets are healthy. Russell's healthy. Harden's healthy. No Curry once again. I am picking the Rockets to win that game. Also on Wednesday, you got the 76ers versus the Jazz. Embiid will be still out, so I'm picking the Jazz to win that game. The Bucks are playing the Clippers. Wednesday's a big night, people. So you got the Greek Freak versus the Claw. I Like I said, I am not going against Kawhi Leonard in any game unless he's sitting out because he still seems to be on some kind of rest management program. So I'm going with them. Thursday, we got the Blazers versus the Clippers. Once again, I'm going with the Clippers unless Kawhi Leonard sits out. Friday, we got the 76ers versus the Nuggets. I'm going with the Nuggets. No, actually, I'm going to go with the 76ers this game because Embiid should be back. He should be a little pissed off. He should be ready to go, well-rested. And even though this game is in Denver and he might get a little winded because he hopefully he'll keep his big ass in a gym and do some conditioning on these uh, two suspended games because he's almost going to have almost a week off. So I'm going to definitely go with uh, the 76ers to beat the Nuggets, even though it's in Denver. Congratulations to the Washington Naturals on their first World Series win, 51-year history of the team. Uh, I'm so glad that the Astros did not win. It was a bizarre World Series, as we all know. No home team won a game. Verlander, once again, did not show up like he should in major situations. Cole seemed like he was pissed off by some moves that were made by the Astros management. And I'm hoping that Coles is so pissed off at the Houston management that my New York Yankees can find a way to come up with the money and get him up into the boogie down Bronx. I think that he would make a big, huge difference in the Yankees becoming a World Series champion because the team is built to win the World Series. If we can get rid of Stanton and add some pitching, save some money, I think the Yankees are well on their way. But once again, it's the Nationals time. So congratulations to them. Let's see what they do when they go to the White House Monday. How many players go? That always interests me at this date and time. Who shows up? Who does not show up? The color of the people who show up, the color of the people who do not show up. So we will see. I'll talk about that on next Saturday show at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Strange Talk with Doc. Okay. WWE had their crown jewel event in Saudi Arabia. And don't you love how they keep calling this thing crown jewel like it's a British crown and everybody knows that it's coming from Saudi Arabia, but they never, ever are allowed to mention the word Saudi Arabia. Those poor guys were held on the tarmac over there for six, seven hours yesterday. It messed up their SmackDown show because a lot of them wasn't even allowed to fly back. They claim some kind of plane issue. Saudi Arabia has some of the brand newest, best planes on the planet with the money that they have over there. So for it to have some kind of a plane uh, mechanical, I'm not really buying it. I don't know why they held these guys and made it uncomfortable for them after they put on a show for these people over there who, as far as I'm concerned, don't deserve it. Yes, I don't think they deserve it. I think it's fucked up over there. I think that the uh, draconian rules and 
women are forced to wear head-to-toe wrestling uh, outfits and then on top of that, T-shirts. But, you know, they felt proud that they were the first women, Natalia and uh, Lacey Evans. So if they felt proud for themselves, good for them. I hope it wasn't just about the money because as far as we all know, that they make a boatload of extra money for going over there because a lot of people refuse to go on the trip to Saudi Arabia. And a bunch of people who were on the trip yesterday also claimed that they'll never do it again because of what happened to the flight coming back home. Now, the WWE has got a major problem. Jordan Miles, who's an NXT wrestler, he comes up, he gets a new T-shirt. WWE claims that it was approved by him. He claimed that he only seen it in a certain color. But when the shirt was finalized, it was a spelled out his name in white letters with red background on a black shirt. So it came out looking like Sambo's lips. Now, I'm not putting that above the WWE that they did this on purpose. Because somebody in the final production had to see this and said, this just does not look right. This is wrong. We will not put this out there. This is not a product we want to be associated with. But Jordan Miles might have went about this the wrong way, airing all his grievance and dirty laundry like millennials do via social media. And that's exactly what he did. He blasted him on social media. Then he did it again on social media. and then. These guys always wind up apologizing because they're always attacking those who put money in their pockets. So, Jordan, I hope the things works out for you. I hope whoever's doing whatever they're doing at WWE get their shit together because mistakes like this cannot be made in a billion-dollar company that's trying to launch a football league in February. It just cannot be done. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever. So we're talking about the World Series, and old Trumpino did show up Sunday night, last Sunday night at Game 5, and uh, the crowd gave him the what for and why. They were were screaming, lock him up, and booing him very loudly, and you know, Trump is like a duck in water. Everything rolls off his back. He, he He has the best fucking poker face there is. He acts like nothing bothers him at all, like it. it didn't even matter. He's so far gone. You know, I guess when you're that narcissistic, no, nothing that anybody else says or do really matters to you. It just means nothing. You just blow it off. But if I was the president of anything and my constituents were to boo me and also say, lock me up, I would be troubled because I have a conscience. And he doesn't seem to have a conscience. You know, we have a 56-year-old woman. In Iowa, she died during a gender reveal party. They're selling these things called, uh, let me say this company's name, Tansrite Gender Reveal Boom Box. Basically, it makes some kind of uh, per, no pink or blue explosion. And you're supposed to put this thing together, get with your friends, boom, 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 and have the gender reveal. Personally, I don't have a problem with gender reveal parties and things of that nature, but I come from a different time where 
the family knew about what it was off a sonogram, and if they wanted to share that information, they didn't make a big shambhala about it. See, but everything is business. Everything is business. When you really get down to it, the people that are benefiting from this are restaurants, uh, people are buying more food, they're buying more alcohol, they're renting out halls, they're doing elaborate productions for gender reveal. But when people die from negligence, now, and I don't know if it was negligence because it was this particular gender box was not in order or the person who put it together made a mistake. All I know is that a 56-year-old woman who just wanted to find out the birth of the gender of a child lost her life needlessly, needlessly lost her life because of this. Now, the University of Missouri Athletic Department should be very ashamed of itself. Naturally, they apologized and they removed the tweets. But they were promoting diversity and inclusion week at the University of Missouri. And let's break this down. There was a white woman. And underneath her name, they wrote, I am a future doctor. There was another white female athlete, and they wrote under her name that she is a future financier, excuse me, which they misspelled the word financier to begin with, right? So that's one error. There was a black woman also featured, and under her was just listed, I am an African-American woman. A black man was also listed in this promotion, and underneath him was, I am a brother. So the black man and the black woman had, in the future, no plans to be anything. All he expired to be in life was a brother, and all she expired to be was what she was already born, an African-American woman. But the two white people, one wanted to be a doctor, and the other one wanted to be in finance. Now, whoever approved this at the University of Missouri is an asshole and a fool. First of all, nobody ever heard of spell check? Is that a lost art? This is a major university here in America. I think the easiest thing you can do is just spell check. Somebody automatically knows how to spell words. They're very intelligent people, I'm sure, at that university. But they should be ashamed of themselves. Just want to go through some TV real quick. This is us, good as usual, good as usual. I talked about Dolomite last week, and if you still haven't checked it out, why not, people? Why not? That movie is very well worth it, okay? You got your silly stuff out there, 911, 911, I'm sorry. 911, that's uh, what you call uh, silly TV. Nothing makes sense. Nobody seems to ever die in that fucking show. Uh, you got the blacklist is that back. How to get away with murder. These are some of the programs that I'm watching. So I, uh, you know, I'm just enjoying TV and bing, bang, boom. It's no big deal. It was nothing earth shattering that I've seen to really discuss. So I just want to go over that real quick with you. Two people were killed. And 1,200 others were injured when they was having an off-campus party near the University of Texas A&M in Greensville, 
It was a homecoming for the school. And this is sad. I mean, this really was not even that huge of news. Could you imagine that? 14 people shot, two dead, and this was not even that big of news in America. How far gone are we that this is not even that major a news story? I don't remember turning to CNN or MSNBC and seeing this complete shutdown of a, an area with all these cops and repeatedly talking about it. I don't remember the president getting on the air the next day and mentioning any kind of condolences that he was going to visit or anything of that nature. Just a sad state of affairs. Trump spent the beginning of this week doing comparisons between himself and former President Obama. And when he does that, he comes off looking really stupid. Uh, the guy that I killed from ISIS is a bigger kill than your guy. My guy started it. Uh, you know, I give props to Jimmy Kimball. Jimmy Kimball put a comparison of the two. And if you haven't seen it, just go to YouTube, put Jimmy Kimball in there, and you'll fast, very fast find the, the uh, video where Trump talks about him whimpering and dying like a dog and crying and running to a uh, a dead end in a cave. And then you hear very dignified President Obama explaining the situation with no glee, no personal joy, because it's still life loss. It might not have been a nice man. It was an evil man, but it was still a human life loss, and he had to pull the trigger on that. He had to give the okay. Trump, over and over, his dog, he died like a dog. I mean, there was children involved. Then he mentions the dog, which he basically said, he's a canine, which I call a dog. I mean, this dude is, he's out there, man. Early this week, something lighthearted. LeBron James was playing a basketball game, and his hairpiece was coming off during the game. Anthony Davis had to bring it to his attention, like, LeBron, check your wig, brother. I don't understand what LeBron's uh, problem is saying, you know what, I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to get this shit cut off ball because it seems like whatever he's using, plugs, wigs, weaves, it's not working. I mean, I thought he was making a fool of himself a couple of weeks ago when we all know that he's bald and he was so proud to be on his uh, IG or Twitter talking about how fresh his haircut was when we all go on something ain't right about that. And then two weeks later, it gets revealed that he's wearing a wig or some type. Come on home, LeBron, or as I call you now, L.A. bum. Come on home. You know what? In a week or so, people will be so used to you being bald-headed, they will forget about your hair. Waves don't make the man. A haircut does not make the man. It takes away from none of your accomplishments at all. Everything that you've accomplished, you would have accomplished it with hair or without hair. Don't let that be the thing that people always remember. Don't give people ammunition to make fun of you at every turn by something so stupid as a hairdo. But you don't want your wig coming off um, on national TV. It's not a good look, brother. So when Trump had this uh, killing of the ISIS guy, you know, it naturally sparked because people love conspiracies. They love them. They live for them. Uh, the picture did look a little bogus of everybody sitting there 
posing for this picture because he wanted a Obama style picture of when the news of the ISIS leader being killed. But here's the funny part. When you look at the picture, and if you haven't noticed it, please go back and look at it. Not one Ethernet cord is attached to any laptop on that table. Now, how are they? I don't know. I guess they had Wi-Fi in it. You could always say that, right? Yeah, they had Wi-Fi, so there was no need for an Ethernet cord. I understand. I'm no fucking fool. But why are there like 150 Ethernet cords? It looked like they didn't even stage this properly. But then again, that's Trump and his people. Nothing is done neat, orderly, and smooth. That's just the way it goes. So Kanye, we already talked, I talked about this a show or so ago. He releases his Jesus is King album. But now he comes out and he, you know what? He's a guy who has to stay on his meds at all times. He's not one of those optional, he can skip doses because when he does, the TMZs and stuff of the world finds him. They put a camera in his face and he says outlandish shit. Black Americans have been brainwashed into voting. This is quote unquote for the Democratic Party, making and also making us abort children. This is a free will society. If you want to be independent, you can be independent. If you want to be Republican, you can be Republican. Uh, why most people are Democrats, I do not know. I really do not know. It's something that's inbred in a lot of black people. I will give them that. You do not meet a lot of black people who are Republicans. When you do meet black Republicans, they are looked at and thought of in a certain manner. I grant them that. But to say that we have been brainwashed when this is a free society, we are free to do what we like to do. I do not put everybody in one box. And for him to judge a whole nationality of people, why didn't he say maybe Jews do this or Italians do that or Irish do this? He always seems to pick the side of whatever he thinks black people should be doing. He is not a voice for us. And anybody who thinks that there is such a thing as a black voice, then look at your people. Who is your voice? You're an Italian-American. You're an Irish-American. You're Jewish-American, Indian-American. Who is your voice? Do y'all choose to have one or are y'all free-thinking individuals? Like you're supposed to be. And that's what we are. Don't look at black people and think that we think in one of a chord, that we think with one voice, we think with one heartbeat. No, we come from every different angle that you do. We are human beings. No more and we are no less. California, I pray for you, California. I pray for you in these wildfires. I hate to hear about all this loss of life loss of finance. People have built up businesses. They built up careers. They built up uh, everything. They invested what they have to to start. And Mother Nature is a strong, strong woman. What you have today can be gone tomorrow. So the takeaway from the California wildfires is maybe where you at will not be a wildfire, but enjoy your life Enjoy your possessions today because it can be taken away from you in a blink of an eye. Not just your possessions, your life. So enjoy it all. Cherish it all. Smile if you can smile. Laugh if you want to laugh. Cry if it makes you feel better. Hug, love, and live. 
Do not let life go by and you have not lived. Live your life. Okay? Bernie Sanders, way off base this week. He tells a group of black students that they should respect the police. Now, I'm going to quote unquote him here so that you won't get shot in the back of the head. Bernie, isn't it the job of the politicians, the police commissioners, the mayors and the governors to make sure that they have police officers in place who abide by the law, who do not kill citizens? They're here to serve and protect, not to diminish judgment and not judgment on the spot. They're not judge and jury. And there is no reason that you have to respect. You can do as you're told. It's not mutually exclusive that you can do as you're told and still not respect the person. You don't have to show a lot of disrespect, but you do not have to roll over and throw your rights out the window. I wish he would have worded this better. I think he's a hell of a lot more intelligent than to say something like this. And Bernie, you can't keep having senior moments, man. You just can't do it. So the uh, testimony started in the impeachment process, and the Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Weidman testified. He told the lawmakers that he became convinced that there was quid pro quo during President Trump's call with the Ukrainian president and that they omit, omitted key words and phrases from the transcript. And um, that's troubling. So we're going to have to go with this. Now, you know, the Democrats did vote this week to go forward, to go forward with the uh, impeachment uh, process. Now, let's see how this plays out, because now it's all politics. It's one side clearly against the other side. The Republicans are not looking at anything but as an attack on the Republican Party. And I don't know why everybody forgets that Donald Trump said clearly that his number one goal before he even ran for president in 2016 was to tear down the Republican Party. He didn't say to tear down the Democratic Party. He said he, his goal was to, and you can go back and look this up because I don't think I'm wrong about this at all. You know, I really don't. So the impeachment resolution was passed in the House, 232 to 196. Two Democrats uh, defected and zero Republicans voted in favor, which is kind of where we are. We're like a split country. We're almost, it's not the North and the South per se anymore, but it's a split between red and blue. And it's a dangerous fire cake. And I hate it. I hate that this is what these people are leaving us. The position that they leave, their job was to leave America in better shape than when they first got it in their hands. They seem to be leaving it in worse shape than when they originally received it. And this is our home. It's our land. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? You can't have people thinking about bloodshed in the street. That can't be the end goal here. You know? Republican Louis Gummert, he's uh, from Texas. He took to the floor to warn that the Republicans were acting for a second civil war. I mean, see, this is the kind of lunacy I'm talking about. You can't have a congressman or a senator actually say and use words of those natures. It does not make sense. I got somebody calling in. Who we got here? <clears throat> Good morning. This is Bones. Hey, Bones, what's going on? 
I don't know. I guess, you don't, I guess you don't check my um my page, huh? Nine AM, right? No, I was saying that I didn't want to take calls anymore. Oh, 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 my bad. No, 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 no need to be. You're here, so stay. Okay. Okay. Now, you do you maybe you can relate to this more than I can. Halloween just passed, people. And I remember when I was growing up as a kid, it was never a big deal in my house. But Halloween used to be for children. It seems that adults have hijacked Halloween completely. Uh, it looks like uh, celebrities and adults have now made Halloween a big deal. Uh, any trick-or-treating going on at your house? Yeah, we went to another community because of my area. Um, it's only like it's four houses in the development. And uh, so we went to a neighborhood where it was really, it was great for kids. Mm, good. That's good the to hear. Of houses, yeah, the majority of houses participated. They kind of like put like a a, a, um, a pumpkin, a plastic pumpkin lit up, which which means that this, this house is participating. So for the kids, it was really great. And it was really fun for my son. Because last year he told me, I'm saying, yeah, go to the house to house, you trick or treat. And he's like, uh, uh, never been before. And I was like, you, you're kidding me, right? He said, no, you never took me. And I was like, oh, shoot, you're right, I didn't. <laughs> they only did it in the church or they did it in the school. So I was like, oh, shoot, you're right. I didn't take my older son either, really. Hmm. But um, we had a great time. And I was like, wow, this is really good. I wish it was like this in my neighborhood growing up, you know, but. So we, you know, but he had fun. Well, I'm glad they did a thing around here. Uh, we have clubhouses, like neighborhood clubhouses where we have pools and things of that nature. Right. So the clubhouse threw a party for the community. This way that the individual homes are left alone. No knocks, no rings, no kids. Everything emanates from the clubhouse if you want to participate, you bring them to the clubhouse, and that's where everything will be, all festivities. So it's a beautiful thing. Nobody knocks on my door because by the time these kids would come, I'm in my drawers. I'm not putting on clothes to go answer for some snot-nosed kid. I don't like the idea of Halloween. I never did. I never understood why I was supposed to go out or somebody was supposed to go out for me a strange child and buy me treats. So I always took offense that a kid, matter of fact, one time I tell a story real quick. I was living in Brooklyn. I was on Flatbush and I got caught off guard by these children knocking on the door. I feel good. So I answered the door, but I got no candy, nothing. The only thing that I have is money. I wind up giving each one of these damn children five dollars i mean <laughs> i had over 20 kids knock on the door thank god i had a shitload of five dollar bills and i had to start saying hey i seen you already oh no that wasn't me i was like all you did was switch the mask with that one over there mm-hmm. uh, so i wound up giving kids money which i i think was probably inappropriate but i had nothing 
and I shouldn't have opened the door, but I'm not one of those people who are going to hide behind a door that I pay bills and not answer it for anybody. You knock on my door, you ring my bell, and I don't even understand that one. You know, I got a beautiful lit up bell. Everybody fucking knocks on my door like they're the police when they come through. I never understood that. When you see a bell, people, ring the fucking bell. Don't knock on people's door. When you knock on the door, that almost sounds like you belong there. Ringing the bell is acting for permission. The bell is there for a reason. Mm -hmm. people don't even, they don't even ring the bells anymore. They just knock on your door. There's something about that. That's why they call it a police knock. Yes. You know? Now, we have this clown this week, and this, this is sad. You had a guy. Let me see. His name was Lawrence Van Dyke. He's one of Trump's uh, nominees to be a federal judge. And he starts uh-huh. crying in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Starts breaking oh. down and crying. Now, and the guy asked him, are you going to treat the gay and lesbian community fairly? And from his reaction, he must have mistreated this community badly over the years because I've never seen anybody sit in front of Senate committee and cry. I've just never seen it before. I mean, damn, Mark Zuckerberg didn't cry. How are you going to be a federal judge and you're crying when you're only being asked a question? Nobody's doing any physical harm to you and you're breaking down in tears. It doesn't actually even make sense to me. No. You know, but he nominates one lunatic after the next lunatic after the next lunatic, and this is what we get caught with. Now, yeah. I just listened to a, a song yesterday. Uh, Joyner Lucas and Eminem. And the name of the song is What If I Was Gay? It's a very interesting question. This song is going to be shitted upon in the black community. I'm just predicting, people. Black people are going to hate this song. They are going to absolutely blast this song. Have you heard it? I haven't heard it, but the um, um, disrespecting it has already begun. Now they're questioning Ooh. his sexuality. <laughs> because you want to know something, Bones? Two things get under black people's skin that should not. And this is this is a sticking point, and this is a reason why black people get stuck in mud. One is you can't find five black people that agree that black people should also go to prison. Hardest fucking thing to find is yeah, black people act like we don't commit crime. So that we get looked at by the outside world as clowns because everybody else's culture understands that they have a criminal culture within their culture. And the right. second thing is black people try to deny that homosexuals are all around them. Bones, yeah. you grew up with guys who might not be gay, but they were gay for the stay. They were, they've done gay shit, and it's just reality. Hard rock is yeah. a motherfucker. Listen, you were in a profession where guys were doing shit to other guys all the time. Yep. And these be the hardest. Some of these dudes are killers. 
But I don't understand. See, this is the thing that always threw me off because I've never been on the other side of those walls. How do guys do shit that is gay everywhere else on the planet behind prison walls? How do they justify it as not being a homosexual act to the general public? How do you justify it? Oh, no. He just he just gave me a blowjob. That don't make me gay. That's a gay act. It was a gay act. Own it. Did you yeah. Did you enjoy it to completion? Then you enjoyed a man doing it to you, my brother. Cut the shit. And then they come right back out to the street, and that same dude would be the dude screaming the loudest about how much he hates homosexuals. I don't understand, and I don't go for that bullshit. I really don't. I, I find major problems with that. Yeah. But I knew from the from the moment that this song came out, or even the idea of this song, because Joyner Lucas is catching the same hell. Oh, he must be. What man would say? You know what? They're giving a. They're giving you a idea of. What if, you, if if people took the time to listen to it? It's a very simple song. It's two best friends talking. One is explaining to the other one, I'm a closet homosexual. Now what? His other friend is a homophobe, which is Eminem. I don't know why people don't even see. They didn't even listen in. Eminem's character mm-hmm. is a homophobe. He's right. actually telling this guy... You need to get your life right with Jesus. You need to uh, clean up your act. You know, I can't even be your friend no more. Then the Joyner Lucas character kills himself. Then the Eminem character says, oh, shit, man. You know what? You were my friend. I wish I would have listened to you. What skin is it off my ass? I ain't doing it. But then he says, you know what? I'm a closeted homo, too. So I just let you die, and I could have saved you. And if I could have saved you, I could have saved myself. And really, my thing is this. Why do we forgive all the other sins? If you can, if you can forgive a buddy who's a murderer, you can forgive a buddy who's a rapist or a thief. You can forgive a buddy who cheats on his wife constantly, but you can't forgive your buddy because he's in love with a dude or she's in love with a female. So now you're picking your God. You're picking what sin is the worst sin. These are people who ain't never read the fucking Bible. Nope. Have never read the Bible. Matter of fact, the next time somebody acts stupid with me, and they bring up something that's just dumb, and they use the Bible to back them up, I'm going to attack them with one question that 90% of so-called Christians get wrong. And you ready for this, Bones? The simplest fucking question ever. How many animals did Noah bring on board the ark? How many of each animal did Noah bring aboard the ark? Should be the simplest question in the Bible, right? Yep. What do you think most people will say? They should say one of each. Male wrong. and female. Dead wrong. 
dead, dead, dead wrong. See, and that's the typical answer you're going to get. Right. That's a person who has never had to study the Bible's answer. That's mm-hmm. a person who's been told sex. No, right. because animals could have died. You know what the true answer is? It's one of each of an unclean animal and seven of seven, seven and seven of clean animals. Big difference mm-hmm. between one and one, isn't it? Yeah. And what I'm saying is biblical. Could be looked up, proven. But that's not even my book, and I know that. Mm-hmm. But if you ask, I guarantee you can ask 99 out of 100 so-called Christians, and they're going to say one of each, and it's wrong. Yeah. And then you know what they do? They teach their children wrong. And then their children teach their grandchildren wrong. Don't claim nothing that you don't really know what it says. Right. And in that same Bible, there is no sin that's considered the greatest sin. Right. Sin Sin is sin. sin. So if you're a piece of shit, how are you going to tell somebody else who's a piece of shit, I'm a piece of shit, but you're a worse piece of shit than me? No, you're both equally pieces of shit. We flush them. We don't save some and put them in the refrigerator. We try to flush them all down the toilet, right? Right, right. There's no shit that you take and say, well, this is not worth me wash, wiping my ass. <laughs> right. You know? Oh, no, no, no. I just took a healthy dump. But this one, I don't think I need to. I could just put my pants and drawers on and just go outside, hang out with the fellas all day, lay in bed with my wife. No, you try to clean yourself. That's your job. But... I'm going to just ask, and you know what? I'm not going to even give that person a response back. I'm just going to let them answer. I'm going to look at the answer, and I'm going to let it fly. And I'm going to say, here, here's another one who don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Couldn't tell you what a clean animal from a dirty animal is. Why it's considered clean and why it's considered dirty. But they'll quote that shit all day. It's an abomination. Yes, it's written in there as an abomination, but so is a lot of other things written in there that say it's an abomination. And I don't appreciate it. I don't, you know what? I I don't see how we can go wrong with more love. More love is the greatest thing. Matter of fact, I have, I have somebody on my Facebook who's always posting homophobic stuff and I'm almost a hundred percent certain that the person's a closet homosexual. But I yeah, would never yeah. call them out on it. Mm-hmm. I would never call them out on it because that's not <laughs> my business to do it. You understand? Yeah, exactly, but, yeah. But when you get to be 40 years old and you've never been connected to a woman and you're using the tagline, which is the basically the gay, uh, I'm hiding in the closet line, I just haven't found the right woman. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You're 40 years old. Yeah. There's no such thing as the right woman. She's been there. You just don't want her. Right, right. Matter of fact, we, we've we never seen, you've got a million pictures on your Facebook. Ain't one of them with you and a female? You're homosexual. Stop it. You vacation with men. You don't vacation with women? You're homosexual. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Yeah. You're just ashamed. You're cultured. You know what? You're living <laughs> this you're living in this prison. Right, right. 
I can't. I can't. I, that's the thing I cannot do, Bones. I cannot do. I can't live in any form of a prison, man. I don't have the spirit for it. Some people have the spirit where they can survive literally inside a penitentiary for 60 years. They just have that in them. I can't survive two seconds in any kind of penitentiary because I was born free. I have a free spirit and a free mind. I don't let the neighborhood, I don't let the block, I don't let anything control what I'm supposed to say. I don't just repeat shit that I hear on the news or read in a book or because I'm supposed to respect somebody, say that their words are my gospel. Because I have to be accountable for this life. And when this one's over, I want to be able to have a good account of what I did and did not do. And I can't use somebody else's words to save me. I just can't. I mean, I, I, I put a synopsis of uh, some things that happened for me in my life that made my life what it is today on my Facebook. And when, uh, I yes, really looked at it, when I really looked at it, none of that shit happened in the neighborhood. Nothing other than one person was from my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Who actually influenced my life, and that right. is a very low standard. And I thought hard, and I thought long about these people. And I said, you know what? Nobody from the neighborhood actually gave me any advice that helped me in life, except for one person. Yeah. So what do I owe my particular neighborhood? I don't know them. A lifelong loyalty when it wasn't loyal to me. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I, I hate that we preach that. No, no. You want to love, you make it in life. And I mean, really make it. You got millions of dollars in the bank. You want to see the, the area that you came from rise. Would I like to build a boys and girls club? And if I had the money to build a boys and girls club, would I pick any place else in the planet but Bed-Stuy? No, that's that's false. I would not do that. That's the only place on the planet I would pick. Right. Because I would want those kids to have something. Mm-hmm. But n- not because I would feel indebted that I owed. It This would be because I want to, not because right. I owe. Because every debt to Bed-Stuy that I ever, you, the greatest debt that I ever owed to Bed-Stuy was being able to make it out of there. And I did that. Right. That's the pride that that Bed-Stuy is supposed to have, especially people who grew up. Shit. I remember 1970s Bed-Stuy. I remember it. I remember Tomahawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember those. I remember that. I remember being 11 years old and being stabbed on fucking Monroe Street by a grown man. Wow. A grown man. I was about 10, 10 years old. A fucking grown man stabbed me two feet from my own house. Thank God he didn't hurt me. I mean, well, he did hurt me, but like he didn't damage me. I was like, and then he ran right into Gates Avenue Projects and I watched him. I was in shock. I was like, this motherfucker just stabbed me. He's a grown man. He could have punched me, but instead he pulled the blade out, and I wasn't fighting with him. He's just going down the block. I'm not paying much attention. I'm going to the store for my grandmother. Mm. He gets right up to me and stabs me in the side. 
and then runs right into these little projects right there on between Monroe and Gates and Stuyvesant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's amazing. This is where I'm living. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, a damn showing Disney World bed that I grew up in. Not not when shit like that could happen. It's not like even the guy was trying to run. He didn't even say, shorty, give me a dime. Because I remember back in those days, motherfuckers were so broke that they felt like they robbed you if they got a nickel from you. They literally would ask you for, you got a quarter. Yeah. You know? I always wondered what happened to a piece of shit like that who could do that to a child. Because, you know, 11 years old, you're a child. I'm not right. I'm not thinking that anything good happened to that person unless they had a really awakening. Well, and for them, I hope that they had an awakening. Now, there was a big protest in my good former city of Brooklyn, New York last night, uh, downtown Brooklyn. It looks like uh, the, a lot of young people took to the streets to demonstrate, you know, they had a big demonstration. And you know what? I like people to be to voice their indignation. If you're angry about something, say it. The government's strong enough to handle us a part of our rights. Um, right. From as far as I know, they didn't become unruly where they started burning and breaking windows and stuff like that. So I'm with it. You know, uh, especially since it seemed like it came right out of the blue. Yeah, from what I understand, it was that was birthed from what happened last week when these kids within the train station and um, there was one police. The police officers were restraining um, the kids in there, but then there was one officer out of the pack that wowed out. Everybody else is just pushing the kids. This guy goes Mike Tyson, Floyd Mayweather on a kid out of nowhere. Yeah, he threw a couple and, of punches. Yeah, he just went out of crazy. Then then his his um, supervisor was restraining him, and then um, he had that under control for a minute. Then the guy turns around and then goes after another kid. I think it was a different kid. He does the same thing to a different kid. So um, I'm going to not, you know, sugarcoat this. Our kids, some of them, is just wild, disrespectful, crazy, especially downtown Brooklyn by that McDonald's, by that Applebee's. Some of them, I mean, like, again, like about when you say about accountability, you can't, um, you know, cry foul when you're also too doing some foul things. Some of our people that do some foul things and then want to cry later, police brutality, this, that, and the third, but when you're doing some other things that you're not supposed to do, it also too has to be you got to take accountability and responsibility for that as well. You know, you got some wild, wild kids downtown. Listen, this is me, This is just me. In that business, when you're talking about corrections, when you're talking about police, there are going to be times when shit gets physical. And I mean, to the point where life can be lost. I don't cry harm nor foul if it's got to be physical. If you, we all understand 
We're supposed to comply with the law and let it run its course. Cop stops me. My first reaction is not supposed to be to flee or to fight. I'm supposed to comply so that I can get about my way. Yeah, you're right. Now, his job is also to not inflict any undue punishment upon me or her because I don't want to leave out the women. Y'all on the police force and the corrections also. So her job is or his job is not to harm me, but to see that I'm in compliance, that they get what they need, and either I get uh, detained or I get released. Simple as that. And I'm with that. But if you... Say a you a, a police officer watches a guy punch an old lady in the head, and he's telling this kid stop. And I I'm getting ready to cuff you, and the kid fights. What is the police supposed to do? Say no, no, no. You go about your way. Just don't do it again. No, that's not reality. People are not really living in reality. So there are going to be times that it gets physical. Now, it seems like over the last couple of years, and this is as an outsider looking in, there's a lot of news that has been coming out of New York, a lot of antagonizing of the police department by the young community. I mean, a lot of it. I mean, first of all, you don't dunk a police officer on duty with water. He's carrying equipment. He's got a gun. This stuff costs money. He's got a body cam, or she's got a body cam. I mean, we didn't play with cops like that where we were dunking water on uniform officers. You know, they had their space that we did not invade. Matter of fact, it's but so close that you even walked up on a cop. You gave them a little bit of you gave them some breathing space. Because you don't know if they're going to feel threatened. Just like you don't want a cop just popping up out of the blue and getting directly in your grill. So, you know what? That's a give and take. And I don't know how it, the judicial system has to just start doing its job when officers come up on charges that can be proven and backed by video. If we don't start serving them, this will continue to happen. If they could start getting served, then it now would fall on the community to get its shit together and say, at least justice is being served and we need to chill the fuck out. We need to stop. I don't I don't want kids dying, but I don't want cops dying either. They you know what? Some of these they just wanna some of them wanna go to work and come home. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Everybody, everybody, I don't put nobody all in one shoebox. I can't do it. I just don't have the nature to put it. I can't look at every cop as a bad cop. I'm not looking at every cop as a good cop. I look at them on an individual basis. Do I want any dealings with them? No, I want zero dealings with them. I handle it as business. If they stop me, I'm getting what you need, what you want. Don't ask me how my day is. You just fucked my day up so you don't really care. Let me do what I got to do for you and let you move on and let me move on. I don't even have to respect you, but I'm not going to dis. See, people got to, they they mixed up. They think respecting somebody means you have to not disrespect them. 
You don't have to disrespect them nor respect them. Just respect, respect what they're asking you to do. That's it. Like, I'm tired, and I say this every week, and I blame us, and I'm so tired of us with this bullshit. When this crazy white person confronts you about some bullshit that you are not involved in, someplace that you have the right to be, don't drag out these 25-minute long fucking conversations with them. Don't give them the dopamine in their system that they want. You got your camera out? Let them sprout all they want. You get your two seconds of film that you need her acting stupid, and you go about your business. What's she going to do, grab your wrist from putting the key in your door? She's going to stop you literally from getting in your car. So why are you having a 10-minute conversation with this crazy woman? Would you have a a 10-minute conversation with, say, a 275-pound, 6-foot-5 black male the same way? Probably not. You be looking to get the fuck out of the situation. So don't entertain her because you know that you could bust her ass. That's what it is. These these are black men, for the most part, being confronted by crazy white women that they know that if it got physical, they could handle the situation. So they don't mind sitting there. After a while, two idiots arguing, you can't tell if who's smart and who's dumb, they just look like two idiots arguing. And then you say, okay, I'm going to post it on my social media. But you know what? It'd be nice if you post it on the social media and your everything you said was um, edited. But here's the deal. You're both are having this back and forth, and it's going way too long. Matter of fact, I hate to say this, Bones. If I had a doorstep Becky or Jim Becky or whatever the hell you call her, I'm not even grabbing my phone. This is going to be a three-second thing. Leave me alone. I do not know yep. you. I'm not bothering you. Keep it stepping. You want to call the police? Call the police. But I hope that you got some kind of crime that you could tell them. Because you know what? Some of these women are waiting for the slap. They're waiting for the slap so they can get that brother that assault charge. And nobody thinks about that. They say, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll get under this nigga skin so fucking much that he will. I'll take the slap to get this fucker a felony. <laughs> you know what? I'll take the slap to give him a to get a felony. Now, people want to play games with that. Felonies mess your life up, people. Just because you got Joe Blow on the block, who seemed like he did all right, there are things that he cannot do. Suppose he moves to a state. He wants to be a gun owner. He can't. Okay, New York now wants to let felons vote. Actually, I hear they want to let prisoners vote. Yes. So that that could change. But, you know, some people can't get disability. I mean, think about this. They can't get Social Security and disability because they have felonies on their record. Some states can hold back welfare from you because of felonies. So, don't you don't want somebody baiting you into getting a felony when you live the clean lifestyle? Just step off from the lady. Right. I guarantee you, she's not going to grab you, Bones. None of these women have been known to tackle a brother yet. Do you know what I mean? I have yet to see one of them get tackled. And now you're sitting there and you're waiting. And the fucking if you're in the wrong city or wrong state, 
you got full police calls pulling up on you like you John Dillon. You know? Yep, true. So Beatles uh, backed out of the race yesterday. Yeah. He ran out of you money. Yes, yeah, again, you know, it's a shame that um, in order to run for office, you need like a billion dollars, you know, to run. You know, your average person can't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm running for president. And the machine yeah. has to be behind you. And the machine is not behind him. The Democratic machine ain't behind him. They're behind Biden. Well, I and, tell you um, what, we know they wasn't going to be behind an openly gay male. That's just not going to happen. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> now, what I would like for the Democratic Party to do, what they did not do properly in 2016, is every time one of them drops, tell your people to back the next person. See, some right. people just disappeared and said, you know what? No. You know when Bernie, Bernie, Bernie could do us all a favor, drop out himself and say, my people, back whoever wins, the Democratic National Convention. Back them. Let's right. do the right thing so that we can get rid of this wrong person. Yeah. Because if the Democratic Party is still shattered by the time you go to the general election next November, you got a problem. And the problem is four more years of lunacy. Yeah. <clears throat> because let's not think for a second that there's no chance that this dumbass can win again. He can't, as long as the Democrats are fractured. But it's time to heal the wounds within the party. Every time somebody yeah. drops, just say, hey, listen, whoever's backing me, okay, you know what? I like Warren. I like I like uh, Biden. I like such and such. Go that way. I like Harris. Join up with her. And if she drops... Her people should say, join up with this one. And before you know it, you got a movement that is so big, it can't be beat. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, because it is it's formidable because it's really like they say, get in the hearts and minds of the people that's uh, undecided because I believe the Democrats, staunch Democrats, will just vote Democrats. But the Republicans have just taken it to a whole totally different level of just bypassing all moral and ethics. To epic proportions, that's just startling to me. Yes, I but, was talking about this earlier. Go ahead. I'm looking yeah, for that, that to me, it's just mind-boggling right there. Just even like we'll take religion out of it or spirituality, and just say what's right and what's wrong, you know. And just positively, you got three heads on your shoulder. If you're going to say that this man here is right. Anything that he does right now, personally, is right. You know, he's wrong on so many levels. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, this, uh, when you brought that up, this Louis Gormit from Texas, a Republican, he's actually saying that because of what's going on, the Democrats are screaming for civil war. Nobody's screaming for civil war. We don't want bloodshed in our streets uh, because it would fracture this country beyond belief because it wouldn't be just civil war. Then it would be racial war. It would be a lot of shit. Cities would burn. This is ridiculous. Nobody, you're supposed to be politicians. You're, this is supposed to be sophisticated warfare without actually bloodshed. You know what I'm 
Absolutely. So I want to just straighten something out here. Bones, you are always welcome. Okay? Let's I want to get that gorilla out of the room. You're welcome to call in any time. If you skip nine hundred weeks, you're you're welcome to call nine hundred and one weeks. Okay? Because when I speak to you, I speak to a person I believe come from a place of honesty. And that's all I ask. Because we don't have to always agree. And actually I think when two people agree all the time, it's boring. Right. And right. I don't think that when I speak to you, I'm hearing a newspaper article or I'm hearing what somebody else has pumped in your head. See, we don't think alike all the time, but I could expect respect your point of view. Thank so you. You are always welcome. This is this is your podcast home if you want it to be. Okay? Okay. Thank you, you are definitely welcome. Oh, no, no, no. It's not a problem. It's not an issue with me. I mean, I said what I said when I first picked up because I was just thrown off to see. I was like, okay, maybe he just didn't see it. But you, you know, you, you could have rules and some people are exempt because you got children in your house and all rules can't apply. I, well, I'm, I'm out of my element here, but I don't think all rules apply to all children because every child doesn't do the same shit. Right. You know, there were certain things that I, I only have one brother, but everything that my parents asked us to do didn't apply to both because I didn't do certain things my brother would do and he didn't do certain things that I would do. Right. You know, my parents never had to put a uh, curfew on me because I never went outside. So why would you tell me I need to be in the house by six? You're trying to get me out of the fucking house. Oh, when that light comes on, I expect you upstairs. I came upstairs after school, and I ain't go back out. You know, so you you didn't have that issue with me. But that's a rule that didn't apply. I'm going to just talk about some NFL, man, and get the hell out of here and let us enjoy our Saturday. How's the weather for you? It's cold up here. (laughs) Yeah. Frosty. Frosty. Finally, man. Finally, we woke up this morning. We woke up this morning. It was 36 degrees, and I am loving it. I am loving it. It, We just had 80s the other day, man. It's enough of this. We're in November. (laughs) <laughs> Let me see. Uh, the 29th might have been 80 degrees, 60 something at night. I need, I needed to start cooling down in this house so I could sleep. You know, it, it's just too fucking warm. You know, I just turned the AC off two days ago. Wow. And that's that's real talk. So, so your household's gonna be divided for one night um, on Monday. Yes, we will get to that. We will definitely get to that. Well, you know what? Let's start <laughs> off with that. Monday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants. I already know this is people's no need for me to ask. I got a feeling Bones is going Giants. <laughs> I'm going Dallas. Me and my wife. Well, you know coming. what? They're playing in Dallas. They're playing in New York. Right? No, 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 no. They played in Dallas first game. This is now in MetLife. Oh, you know what? I think 
Dallas is going to win. And the reason why, I mean, the Giants will be up for the game, I think. But I think that uh, the rug has been pulled out from this kid. It's over now. Daniel Jones, the quarterback, we're back to normal. He's he's starting to look like what he is. Shouldn't have been a six-round draft pick. And the coach is a jerk. He's a bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know, as long as Saquon can stay, in some kind of like not go crazy mode, like two seventy five yard run, Cowboys should win. But I do want to speak about that house divided thing. We have more than enough space here, so I, <laughs> this is this is not something that we normally do. We are a happily married couple, been have happily married for twenty three years. I have never slept outside of my bed unless I wanted to. We've come to the conclusion that Sunday night, Monday night. We are not coming together at all. I'm going to one <laughs> room. She will live in another room. We'll probably eat dinner together, and that'll be the last time. We even made rules. No antagonizing. Don't come and talk to me during game, and I won't come oh. and bother you during game. Because my wife oh. puts me out. It gets ugly. It can get ugly. And we want to mm-hmm. keep it civil. Okay. <laughs> But we will not be – she said don't even come to bed that night. She said especially if Dallas win, don't come to bed. <laughs> so I am – I'm going to actually comply with our rules because she would take it as me picking with her. Cause well, let me ask that. you this. My wife's a, 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 a football fan like a man. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been to a Giants-Dallas game together? No, we actually went to a Jets-Giants game together. Mm. We have uh, when I was living in New York, it is a hard ticket to get Dallas and and Giants because uh, the Giant fans scoop those up. And uh, have I been to Dallas Giant games solo? Yes, because my wife didn't. Oh, she wasn't always a football fan. I see the last twelve years she's been a football fan, but like I said, we've been together twenty five years now. Mm-hmm. I used to go to Atlanta the games by myself. Texas. Uh, I've been to at least 15 stadiums to see the Cowboys. And she wouldn't go. Because she didn't care nothing about football. And then one year, she popped up. She brought a book. Because she's, she's that type. She studied like it was a fucking school exam. And the next thing I know, she was talking about offensive lines to me. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Where did this come from? And then she got lucky. Right out of the bat, the Giants won the damn Super Bowl. I remember, 2007. Right off the bat. And she refused. She said she refused to be a Cowboy fan. She loved me, but she she was not following me to no damn Cowboys when she's a New Yorker. So I give her that. So we got Houston. Hold on. Sunday, when you wake up for breakfast tomorrow, you can turn on a football game tomorrow, 9.30 a.m., London. The Texans are playing the Jaguars. So football for breakfast tomorrow, people. And Great. I like you like? Houston. Okay. I like Houston, too. We got those people in Washington. I won't even say their name. They're playing the Bills in Buffalo. I like Buffalo. Okay. 
We got the Vikings versus Kansas City Chiefs. I hope they don't rush Mahomes back if he's not. If Mahomes is back, I'm picking KC. If Mahomes is out, I'm going with the Vikings. I hate to be a sucker on this one. Sound weak, but what choice do I have? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Vikings, even if Mahomes come back. He'll probably be rusty. Okay, here's a good one, a good bad one. You got the Jets are going into the Dolphins. The Jets have to be better than the Dolphins, don't they? Oh, God. You know what? For the sake of I want this guy to get fired, I'm going with the Dolphins. Oh, wow. You know what? This is a bad one for me. I want them both fired. I want Florida (laughs) fired, and I want Gates fired. Now, Gates I want fired because he's a bum. Flores, I won five because I think that he played some corporate bullshit with how he treated the players with the the, the owner and uh, Trump. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And he mm. happens to be black and from Brooklyn. And I thought he yeah, played he's a fucking from... move. Flores is from Brooklyn. Oh, even... Yes, yes, and I know he... that. Yeah, I don't even know what he did with the Trump thing and the owners. But yeah. Well, first of all, he... uh. He made sure that all the troublemakers he got rid of in like Kenny Stills and Turlane and stuff like that. He cleaned the, the, the cabinet out because Ross, don't forget Ross, what it was was Ross held that fun, fundraiser for Trump. Right, and right. The, and the players didn't dig it. And Flor, and then Flores basically lied like, oh, it's no big deal. Uh, everybody backed him. And it was like, no, we didn't. Back him. We don't want. Matter of fact, the owner, the owner was like, "Oh no, it's no big deal." And the players like, "This is a huge deal to us. Don't tell us what's a big deal and what's not." Right. So you got the Bears going into Philadelphia to play the Eagles. I think Eagles win. Trubisky is a rough ride on the. Sh- I mean, I, I don't know what the, you get out of Trubisky week to week. I don't think the Bears have any offense whatsoever. Yeah, I roll with Philly, and especially in Philly, the rabbit-ass fans. Yeah. The Colts are going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Oh, the Colts. We stick a fork in Pittsburgh this year. We are in agreement there. We are in agreement. The Titans are playing the Panthers in Carolina. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think this kid got um, the quarterback has Carolina on a roll. So Kyle, his name is Kyle. Yeah, and, okay. and uh, as my wife likes to say, run TMC, uh, which is a uh, or is run CMC. Run Christian McCafferty, <laughs> which yeah. he's been balling out. So I'm yes, going to go yes. with Carolina. And it's funny with Christian McCafferty, you know, like they don't, you know, promote him or, or give him his props, you know. He plays well, you know. Yes, Almost, he's you a know, very good player, like a very good player. Yeah, like a stereotype because he's a white guy. He can't, he can't run. You know, you gotta you gotta have football IQ as a running back. You know, anybody can do it if you're fast, especially if you got speed. And then he's using a he's using a multi-purpose back like Le'Veon Bell and 
I forgot the guy from there, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, type, you know, runner. So, yeah, he's going to do his thing. He's a big part of their offense. Man, listen, we love football. The people who love football love football. Football is as racist as society. Black guys are not smart enough to be quarterbacks. White yep. guys are not good enough for the most part to be wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, they can't. White guys can't be running back for the most part. You don't draft. Right. If you draft a white running back, you got to kind of explain to your fan base, why didn't you get a black dude from Florida? If you're black, uh, yeah. you black, you can't be a center. Most tight ends are white. But yep. most defensive backs are all black. <laughs> football yeah, is as yeah. racist as it comes, but we love the game. Right. We kind of just live with the racism of it. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know how good a white boy got to be to be in the NBA and be like a star? Right. A brother could be half ass and still get drafted. A white guy. Right. What is that white boy doing on the team? You know? So we got the Lions are going into Oakland to play the Raiders. How do you, who you like? That's a toss-up right there. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Lions. Well, once again, we agree. The Bucks are going into Seattle to play the Seahawks. I'm just going to say it straight. I'm going with the Seahawks. Yeah, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> yeah Seattle all the way. Okay. You know, they, signed, uh, they, signed, they signed Gordon, that, that nut job. Who? Seattle. No, they did not. Yeah, they picked them up off of waivers. Seattle? That's not their style yep. at all. Damn, good luck to him because I hope he gets his, uh, his life in order because Seattle, Portland, that upper Washington Peninsula is a rough place for people who have drug problems because that shit is like drug central up there. Um, and uh, New England didn't do him any favors. They they said a lot of bad things about him as he left. They said he was yeah. lazy, he was late to meetings. And Gordon could be phenomenal if he ever just gets his shit together. I hope he does. So we got Mr. Right. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, they are traveling up to Denver to play the Broncos. They have, I think this is a must-win game for Cleveland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cleveland is a mess. Yeah, Cleveland is a mess, but the Broncos are too. There's some teams that are playing tomorrow that are messes. But I think that Cleveland just has more talent. I mean, and if they're playing for their lives and they act like it, they should beat the Broncos. Right. Okay, Green Green Bay and that man that everybody thinks walks on water, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> is playing the LA Chargers out in LA. I I love to go against the Packers, but I just think the Packers are better than the Chargers. So I gotta go with the Packers here. It doesn't make me happy, but it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm going with the Packers also. Okay. And this is the very last one. We got the New England Patriots. This is the Sunday night game, which means Mr. Brady, Edelman, and them boys are taking on Jamar, damn, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. 
Does New England get their first loss of the season, or do they stay undefeated, Bones? Uh, I hate the Patriots of every being, but I'm going to go <laughs> with them. <laughs> Bella, check that. Mad scientists will figure him out. <laughs> you know so I'm going to go with the Patriots. So am I. But you want to know something, man? I hate to bust your bubble here. You need the Patriots. You need a team like that for everybody to hate. It makes it more fun. It yeah, really does. Yeah. Because I just noticed we went through these games and not a lot of them. You could talk about them analytically and you could talk about them calm. And and as soon as the Patriots name came up, you got funny. You You got emotional. So it's a beautiful thing. And you need that. See, that's me with the Giants. Yeah. The Giants make me emotional. But I made some promises to people this year. I said I was not going to bother Giant fans, and I wasn't going to bother Knicks fans. I felt like I'm being <laughs> a bully. I felt like I'm being a bully, and I don't want to bully. But now, <laughs> if a Giant fan, if a Giant fan or a Knicks fan pulls on my cape, I'm giving it to them. But other than that, I'm not going out of my way to post shit about them. I, I just think it's ridiculous, especially the Knicks. It's ridiculous at this point. So I, I, yeah. I refuse to do it. Well, I don't know what you got planned today, my brother, but I hope that you go out, that you have a good time, that you enjoy yourself, and you be safe. Okay, brother, and you too. Yes, yes. I, I'm going to tell everybody like I tell them each and every time. Peace, people, to you and peace to yours. Strange Talk with Doc and Bones is out.